participation and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcanvasativa, 1S. Also check out our website at iamcanvasativa.com. On this website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from Canvas experts from many walks of the field. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump us, will help bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. We are no longer posting new episodes on SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources we mentioned as we are on there. Please check out our Indiegogo, which can be found on my personal to under my personal Twitter username, Corvid A89. We are attempting to raise funds, as we mentioned, to stay on SoundCloud and afford a SoundCloud Pro membership. Any little bit that you can donate helps. We need about $144 to afford to be able to stay on SoundCloud. Any extra that we get will be used to fund web hosting and network and advertise the podcast. And without further ado, our topic for today is going to be, well, we're going to talk about CBD and CBD helping with, with addiction to either opioids or alcohol. And um, we're going to do this episode a bit differently than other episodes we've done. Um, usually I would talk about the particular condition that medical cannabis could treat. You know, give my, you know, give info about that. And then talk about strains that could be used to help treat it. As well as, um, you know, recipes. But today we're just going to do, we're just going to talk about how CBD can help with with treating addiction and then since election election season since we have i believe two more weeks until people go and vote i'm going to talk about a couple of developments in in terms of of states that are voting to legalize for recreational medical purposes i'm going to sort of sort of bring to light what's some updates as to what's going on with that and then we'll just we'll just close out the episode basically so yeah let's start cbd and addiction so i mean i watched a lecture on youtube given by dr phil blair and i I found his video pretty insightful it was about 20 minutes but it was very dense with and, and packed with information so i thought that i would tease out some of its main points about some of his main points regarding using CBD to treat alcohol and opioid addiction and this will be this will be today's episode so we'll just we'll talk about the about how CBD can help with addiction you know and then we'll talk about some important election news and you know sort of close out the episode there might or might not be an intermission depending on how I feel but let's start so about roughly one in seven people face the issue of addiction. It is said to cost the economy over $450 billion. However, only 10% of addicts get the help that they need. Addiction affects the nucleus accumbens, or the part of the brain that controls rewards and addictive behaviors. Some of the major ways that addiction is treated is through behavior modification, drugs, groups like AA or Narcotics Anonymous, 
or or the less than ideal way which i mean i don't i don't think we should i don't think society should lean towards incarceration which is the final one you know i feel like we should i feel like the u.s and most countries hell even all countries should should go just to criminalize everything and you know get treatment for the people that need it you know you're not tossing people in a cage is uh, for a victimless crime isn't going to solve people doing drugs people are going to do it regardless but again i digress so all right so endocannabinoid system dysfunction no endocannabinoid system dysfunction and cbd uh, addiction ends up causing endocannabinoid system dysfunction and this ends up having a real-time epigenetic effect on the brain's reward system. The endocannabinoid system is, is, a, is a pretty vast system that, that's in all our bodies and can take in cannabinoids, you know, much, like much of what we get from smoking pot. It's, it's basically like insulin, but it's regulating a lot of different things like behavior reward and cravings and diet and drugs are known to cause e ecs issues ecs dysfunction can stem from early childhood trauma ptsd migraines or fibromyalgia addiction also fosters the dysfunction or down regulation of the cb1 receptor in the body this same receptor tends to recover with abstinence and can be healed even further with CBD. And the efficacy of CBD therapy. When addicted to opioids, the body becomes more sensitive and CBD inhibits that tendency and inhibits drug-seeking behavior, particularly with heroin. CBD therapy also helps starve off nicotine withdrawal and cravings even after CBD therapy commences. CBD is known to inhibit anxiety, epilepsy, and withdrawal when people quit drinking alcohol. It can also help reduce inflammation of the liver. CBD can help get rid of cravings and addictive urges. And according to Dr. Phil Blair, MD, he recommends people starting with 15 milligrams twice daily via capsules or tinctures. And CBD is really effective and there are no toxic, no known toxic doses of it. So you can take as much as you want, and unlike an opioid, uh, unlike alcohol, it just isn't going to kill you. But yeah, that sort of wraps up what his video was about regarding that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to enclose a, a clip sort of talking about how CBD can be used to treat addiction, a pretty short clip. And then we're going to we're going to talk about election news and wrap up the episode, and hopefully in the next part of this episode, so next week's episode, I'll I'll talk more about strains that can be used. I remember I remember when I first became a medical cannabis patient. Excuse me, yeah, it was a pretty fast car going by, but um, when I when I first learned when I first became a medical marijuana patient, I um. I, I watched this Vice documentary about how people in Maine were using, they were using medical marijuana to, to quit opioids. And there had been a push, I think, last year or two years ago to, to put that as a qualifying addition 
to getting medical marijuana in, in the state of Maine. I, I believe states have, I believe many states in the two years I've, I've, I've heard of that documentary, or the year that I've heard of it, have already added opioid withdrawal disorder as a condition. I know, I think Illinois recently added it. Um, I think, I'm trying to think. Pennsylvania, I believe, added it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go into more, I'll go into strains that could be used about it, and, you know, that'll just be the basis of the episode, and we'll, we'll do more election news, because, I mean, it's, because next week's episode will, will be the one right before the election, so, again, we're gonna do a lot of heavy election sort of, 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 of talk, and, now and you know a final push to sort of mobilize you guys and get people that might be listening to our podcast for the first time or you know who might just be coming in and out to to be aware of these ballot initiatives if they're in states that have have it as an option to vote for recreation or medical or or some of the non-binding non-binding advisory ballots or questions that I think Wisconsin has. So, so like, like I know in Wisconsin that a couple of towns and a couple of municipalities are sort of doing these non-binding questions. So, you know, it's just, to, it's just for lawmakers and people there to sort of take the temperature of the room, if you will. But yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll talk about strains next episode and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about news uh, about about the latest ballot initiatives and do a final push so you guys get prepared to to vote and to hopefully get it legal in your state enjoy my name is leland kulak i've been struggling with opiate addiction for about eight years the thing with opiate pills are they're they're heroin it's the same stuff that's in heroin, you know, it's, the, it's, it's an opiate. I figured it was a pill, it came from a doctor, so it was relatively safe. Then eventually, you know, you need to start taking 20, 30, 40 pills to get high um, when you can just buy heroin, which is much cheaper, stronger, and works quicker. I would start feeling sick if I wasn't high all the time. I would wake up every morning sweating, disgusting, feeling awful, and I would need to smoke heroin for hours first thing in the morning just to get to a point where I wasn't feeling bad. I had never considered that cannabis could be used as a, as a treatment option, but now that I'm living it, I honestly can't, can't remember a time when I didn't think about it like that. Just the fact that now, a year later, I have my own apartment, I take care of a cat, I eat, I cook, I shower, I go out and do social things. You know, just living a normal life is tremendous progress for me. I'll continue to use cannabis as long as I feel it has medicinal value to me. And so far, I don't see any end to that. Something that works, that's the bottom line. It works for me. I am smoking cannabis, and I'm not smoking heroin.
and we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, short clip that um, I featured talking about the efficacy of, um, of, of using cannabis in, in lieu of, of opioids and other addictive sort of substances. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some of the uh, measures that are being voted on this, this November in, in about a week and a half, two weeks from now. Alright, so the first one was um, Utah's um, me medical marijuana push, and um, there was a, a news story this week um, about a state senator named Jim DeBacchus who tried a can of gummy while he was in Vegas, and his logic was basically that if, if lawmakers are going to be or lawmakers are going to be voting on it, or or lawmakers are going to be dabbling with the, with the, with medical marijuana. They have to know what they're legislating. And um, recently, Utah they passed a compromise legislation, so they passed a compromise bill in 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 the Utah government. So when win or lose in November, win or lose in two weeks, medical marijuana is going to be law of the land there, which 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 is great. But um, in Utah, the the problem is that the the medical marijuana bill that they're proposing, or the one the compromise compromise bill that they put forward, um, it's going to have like it's going to have restri it's going to be more restrictive than the initial ballot measure. Um, off the top of my head, I know that um, that they won't that they won't have access to flower forms of cannabis if 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 the um, ballot measure fails and there's and the citizens are stuck with the with the compromise bill and there's also going to be less qualifying conditions. For example, um, from what from what I've heard, like autoimmune disorders from one article that I read wouldn't wouldn't be covered or they wouldn't be there and the and people would only have access to pills topicals tinctures you know and there wouldn't be any access to the flower in any way and it's going to be a lot more restrictive than that of the um of the ballot measure which people you know if you're in Utah you know, tell 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 your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your tell your enemies even, you know, to to vote yes in this. You know, even if they don't have a dog in the fight, you know, this the beauty for voting for these medical cannabis measures is that you're you're making a tangible difference in the lives of others and you know, in their quality of life. If you know as as we all know, as as all of us who are who listen to this podcast you know we're you know we're likely benefiting from it in a medical fashion and you know we're, we're improving our quality of lives and alleviating our suffering through using this great plant and there's a reason why it's called it's called weed it, it grows like a weed and it and it, it mimics cannabinoids that are it, it, pr it provides the body with cannabinoids which again we have an endocannabinoid system why why the hell would we have that there if we weren't meant to to use it to to alleviate endocannabinoid deficiencies like why why would that be there you know it's like making insulin illegal it's like making insulin illegal even though our body naturally makes it like 
you know, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, you're alleviating someone's suffering by going and voting for this. And I mean, that's what I would tell your your peers, you know, or, or skeptics that think, oh, you know, it's 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 against God, it's against religion. No, you're, you know, I mean, the God that I used to worship, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a lapsed Catholic, full disclosure, but the God that I used to worship you know didn't want people suffering and didn't want people being sick you know and i i feel that i feel like we're gonna i feel that if if people are just gonna misuse the bible and misuse the bible to to to, to force their own twisted views on on the issue and not what's actually there you know jesus wouldn't want people being sick and suffering you know he wouldn't but I mean, I digress. But um, another thing I've heard is that in Utah, um, the 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 uh, the Proposition Two was 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 polling at over like sixty, seventy percent of, of of people supporting it. But now that it, now it's dipped to to about the fifty, barely above the fifty percent mark. And you know, we only have a, a week and a half or so until that election. You know. It's, it's sad that the Mormon church is, is saying, oh, that this this is bad and this is evil. Well, I feel like what's bad and what's evil is preventing people from getting valuable medicine that they need because you don't like it, you know? That's, that, that's the real evil thing, you know? That's the real evil, in my opinion. But, I mean, don't don't be cowed by, 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 by the church or by... The, by by organ by religious organizations that are, are saying that they don't want this you know this i mean make your voice heard and and make it known that you want to alleviate suffering for people you know i mean that's just how i see it but you know again you know get out get out vote early, early vote if possible you know make sure you tell your friends and your buddies to vote make sure you just get that vote out there because I mean the the opposition campaign is trying to sh spread reefer madness and make it seem like it, like you're 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 creating degeneracy in society when you're not again California had medical marijuana for 20 for 20 years for two decades and the sky didn't fall you know they they I mean I right from what I know and from from family members that live in Cali like they their 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 medical marijuana program was very their qualifying conditions were pretty broad so pretty much anyone who felt they could medically benefit from it could could get it and you know the sky didn't fall in California hell I mean California as as a as a united states state has the eighth largest economy in the world it hasn't stopped them from being an economic powerhouse at all. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't influenced. Red, easy, easy, easy access to marijuana has not influenced California in any negative way. I mean, there. I mean, they wouldn't be the eighth largest economy in, on on the world in the world. A U.S. state being the eighth largest economy in the world, they wouldn't be that for for nothing. You know, but um. The next thing I want to talk about is the um, is Missouri's um, free ballot measures, and I, I saw this pretty awesome infographic from um, 
from great greater st louis normal so i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of read what all these amendments and propositions are that they're gonna appeal appeal, appeal on their ballot and for what it's worth from what i've heard and, and from what i've read normal has endorsed amendment two which let, let me let me just read all of them starting with amendment two the the one that that normal themselves endorsed so according to this infographic it says yes on t amendment two constitutional amendment lawmaker amendment two is a constitutional amendment lawmakers cannot make any change to what voters approve amendment two is patient friendly and doctor approved it will be regulated by the department of health and senior services it is the only amendment with a home grow option it is endorsed by a broad coalition of doctors patients, lawyers, advocates, healthcare groups, Normal, Epilepsy Foundation, St. Louis NAACP, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. It, its modest 4% taxes go to fund programs for helping veterans and health services. It is well-researched and written based on the other 30 states that come before us. And then Amendment 3, N and the infographic from Normal recommends you vote against this. So it has the highest taxes on medical marijuana in the country, 15%, youch. Puts, puts control in the hands of one man, personal injury lawyer Brad Bradshaw, to determine who gets commercial licenses. That's not a, not a conflict of interest at all, but I digress. Puts control in the hands of one man, Brad Bradshaw, to determine qualifying conditions to be able to utilize medical marijuana. Puts grifter in chief, <coughs> Brad Bradshaw, to use eminent domain to acquire Missouri land and build research, quote, research facilities across the state. Essentially establishes a state-run monopoly on the on the medical marijuana industry for Brad Bradshaw to control. Only endorsed by Brad Bradshaw. Unlike any other program in the country. And then the other one, which is just a um, it's a proposition. So it's 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 so according to normal, it's it's different because it's a statute. It is a statutory amendment, which means that lawmakers can make changes to the language, qualifying conditions, regulations at any time, totally changing or even gutting what the voters actually voted for. And again, I mean, given all those three that we just read, number two is clearly the winner, as it's the lawmakers can't really meddle with the with the with the amendment after the fact or. or, or or in theory, they shouldn't be able to because it's 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 a constant. It's, it's it gets added to their state constitution, so it's 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 more binding and it's it's more set in stone, so to speak. But I mean, that didn't that didn't stop. I mean, I don't I don't know Flor. I, I mean, I'm not from Florida. I mean, I I don't know their local state politics. But again, two years ago, Florida voted 71 percent to legalize medical marijuana and the GOP law state lawmakers banned smoking in in, in, in the uh, medical marijuana law they banned they banned smoking even though there wasn't any language in, in that ballot measure or in that constitutional amendment 
that that said that that had to be done but they still did that anyway so again like i i mentioned two episodes ago when we talked about how no smoke marijuana medical marijuana laws are sham um lawmakers can do this they can and will do that even if it's a constitutional amendment they'll still they'll still force their morals and they'll still force their 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 stigmas and their prejudices on you they're still gonna do that you know you have to write to your lawmakers you have to call them you have to make it known that you want the amendment you want the law exactly as as the voters voted on it and you don't want any changes and you don't want any sort of of modifications that's going to make this more expensive and inaccessible for you you know it's none of their business whether you want to smoke it or use a, a tincture that that shouldn't be any of their concern you're a grown adult that can make your own medical decisions and you shouldn't have you shouldn't have lawmakers feeling that they can make that decision for you and like montel williams once said you know a medical marijuana prescription or a recommendation is 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 a doctor patient relationship and it's none of anyone's fucking business what what if if a medic if a, if a doctor recommends that marijuana will help your condition it's none of their fucking business that uh, it's none of their effing business that that they gave you that recommendation or that they feel that they can help you that's that's between you and that doctor and, and it should and lawmakers shouldn't be able to say whether or not you can or cannot do it full stop and um i'm gonna go back to north i'm gonna go back to uh utah a bit right now um so i mean so i just i just want to say one last thing about it i i i really like that that state senator um ate the can of gummy and you know had us had sort of a had sort of a put really immerse himself in the issue and 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 put himself feet first inside of it you know it's you know we need more lawmakers to have an open mind like that you know Uh, i mean i get that that cannabis is not everyone's cup of tea you know and i get that people have different vices that they like some people are just alcohol people some people you know they like being they they like being in they like being in control all the time or they they have the the in cannabis they feel that maybe it, it helps them not it helps them not be in control or whatever maybe they're they're type a sort of per there's some people that are type a personalities and they feel that cannabis doesn't help them or whatever or there are some people that you know for whatever reason it's it's like it's like like vanilla or, or strawberry ice cream you know for some reason some people love strawberry ice cream and some people they they don't like strawberry but they like vanilla or chocolate instead you know that's just it's just personal preference some people it's not their cup of tea but i'm glad that he can put aside his sort of you know even though he even though prior to having this can of gummy he never did he never did he never tried cannabis I'm, i'm glad that he was able to be like hey you know this is an issue affecting my constituents and i should I should be informed before I'm making laws on this. You know, I I wish more lawmakers, even if they've never tried cannabis, would go to a dispensary and see that hell, it's not the end of the world. You know, and you know, people are using this plant to get medicine. People are using this plant to to enjoy a, to enjoy a movie or 
you know, a concert that they like, or some people are just doing it because, or some people are just doing it and they're just going about their day in errands and, you know, they're not harming anyone. There, there've been zero deaths from, from marijuana as opposed to thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands a, a year on alcohol. And I guess the last news story I want to go into um, so I, I read something from Marijuana Moment about North Dakota's effort. And, um, I mean, if I were, if I were to put money on it, I, I would, I mean, I would, I mean, I don't know that North Dakota's one is going to pass. It does, from the polling I've been reading the past few weeks, like, I've, I, like, there's just way more, there's way more ground game for the opponents. And, again, North Dakota is a pretty conservative state. You know, I'm not going to say that they won't pass it, but I mean, it's it, it it is it is a bit more of a long shot than Michigan's recreational one coming up. Cuz again, Michigan, they they they're they're more of a swing state, you know. They're more of a purple state and they've had medical for 10 years. So they're not going an uncharted ground at this point, you know. They have they have a very huge they have a very huge amount of co of uh, medical marijuana patients about I think two hundred thousand so about three percent of their population and I mean they're one of the top states with medical marijuana so it's something to note they're they they have a stronger Michigan has a stronger chance of passing than than North Dakota but. But, um, but yeah, I mean, people should still go out and vote and make their vote known. Anything is, anything is possible, you know, and, you know, North Dakota, when they passed medical two years ago, like their, their polling was looking very unfavorable, unfavorably, much like their, the polling is now. And they passed it by 64%. That's, that's about how much my home state of Grassachusetts did it. That's a, a 63, 64. That, those are blue state numbers. So they, the very, the very same thing could happen in, in in a week from now or two weeks from now. They they could pass by sixty percent. They could pass it by fifty something percent. They could barely pass it. It could be like Maine, and they could pass it by fifty point one or fifty point two percent. You know, nothing's impossible. But from one from one marijuana moment poll that I read or article that I read, they said that um that right now, like as of last as of last week, um. It, it's it's showing that it might pass 51% to 36% oppose and there's about 13% that are still undecided so i mean that's hopeful in, a, in such a deeply conservative conservative state like north dakota but i mean you people should not get complacent they they really shouldn't you know tell tell your friends tell tell your enemies even that you know that even if you don't do it yourself even though you you don't consume yourself you know it's going to have so many benefits north dakota borders canada and canada has, has legalized for all adults uh, all 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 adults in the country and you know people are you're just going to have 18 19 20 year olds driving and and just and and, and just adults in general you're just going to have them drive to canada they're going to drive to canada and make canada a lot of money you know why not have why not have your home state of north dakota legalize it pocket that pocket that money to help roads education you know um you know a variety of different things why why not help why not use that to, to to help north dakota you know 
And also, it gives people who have reservations about getting a medical marijuana card the opportunity to go to a recreational dispensary. Because, I mean, with recreational in the states that have legalized it, you just have to be over 21 and have a, 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 li a driver's license or a state ID. You know, you don't need a card. You know, people have reservations about getting a, a medical marijuana card. But if, if, if North Dakota legalizes it for recreational purposes, they just... You just have to have your ID, and you can just get it like any other person, you know? You can just get it like, like, a, like a medical patient, but, you know, you don't have to be on a registry. You know, I know that irks some people, but, but yeah, I mean, it's worth noting that, you know, if, if, if it's recreational, anyone, can, anyone who's of age can get it. And, you know, it, I, feel that, I feel that that's a good thing, you know? And North Dakota has, like, a lot of, I mean, there were they're one of the places where people go and drill for oil you know they have a lot of they have a lot of oil refineries and oil places where places where oil is is, is drilled for and you know for for those sort for for jobs where you're you're t putting a lot on your body you know it's it, it, you have you can if you if north dakota legalizes it for recreational purposes anyone can go to the dispensary they can they can get cannabis for for pain relief as opposed to using those dangerous and addictive opioids you know and that's that's another plus less more people will have access to a, a safe medicine that can help alleviate pain for for them and you know and farmers and farmers i mean could would have another another lucrative cash crop that they can use to 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 provide a living for themselves and and their families and you know, it can be even just farming industrial hemp. There's so there are so many uses for hemp. You can use it for fuel. You can use it to make. You can use it for construction. You can use it for plastic. You can use it for clothing. You can use it for paper. Um, I think one. I think one of like the earlier Ford Model Ts was made out of hemp. And you know, you can use it for rope. You know, um, in World War Two, there was like. There's like a hemp for victory campaign where in the Midwest, lots lots of states in the Midwest were making hemp to 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 create resources and create thing create things for to to to, to fund the effort in World War Two. So, I mean, the the opportunities and the and and the the things that 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 cannabis provides is. It's nearly endless there's just there's just so many benefits to legalizing it and again it's i mean don't get complacent get out there go out and vote and you know hopefully in two years this whole this prohibition on a federal level will be a distant memory i'm, I'm hoping it will but i mean it won't be if if people don't get out and vote for vote in the time being for medical recreational you know, non-binding referendums and, and whatnot. You know, y we all got to vote. We all got to make our voices known. And I guess this guess that wraps up today's episode. And we're going to, like like I said earlier, we're going to we're going to do part two of, of the episode about CBD or about cannabis and addiction. And then we'll talk And in that part two, we'll, we'll talk more about strains and then we'll we'll do one final push because It'll be the Sunday before the election, so we'll do one final push for for 
much like this one where we talked about about major ballot initiatives that are regarding cannabis so we'll do one we'll do one more sort of roundup or one more sort of discussion about these ballot initiatives and, and arm you with the knowledge and the motivation you need to go out and vote so have fun everyone and stay medicated my friends the hemp cannabis sativa the old standby cordage fiber is staging a strong comeback this is Kentucky hemp going into the dryer of a mill at Versailles. In the old days, breaking was done by hand, one of the hardest jobs known to man. Now the power breaker makes quick work of it. Spinning American hemp into rope yarn or twine in the old Kentucky River Mill at Frankfort, Kentucky. Another pioneer plant that has been making cordage for more than a century. will presently be turning out products spun from American-grown hemp. Twine of various kinds for tying, winding armatures, and upholsterers work. Rope for marine rigging and towing, for hay forks, derricks, and heavy-duty tackle. Light-duty fire hose. Thread for shoes for millions of American soldiers. and parachute webbing for our paratroopers. As for the United States Navy, every battleship requires 34,000 feet of rope and other craft accordingly. So here in the Boston Navy Yard, where cables for frigates were made long ago, crews are now working night and day making cordage for the fleet. In the old days, rope yarn was spun by hand. Today, even the rope walk is mechanized. 160 fathoms to go. The rope yarn feeds through holes in an iron plate. This is Manila hemp from the Navy's rapidly dwindling reserve. When that is gone, American hemp will go on duty again, 
hemp for mooring ships, hemp for tow lines. Hemp for tackle and gear. Hemp for countless naval uses, both on ship and shore. Just as in the days when old Ironside sailed the seas victorious, with her hempen shrouds and hempen sails. Hemp for victory.
Everybody's sad.